Welcome to the kitchen sink. We will chat, we will make you think. You will not want to go to the loo. You could miss a lot if you have that poo. Stay and watch and join in. Yeah.
Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was like, I don't know what to wear. I, I loved it summer so much. I really enjoyed my summer clothes all summer long. And now it's like, ugh, I haven't even put black tights on yet. I don't know if you generally wear black tights. Do you generally wear black tights, Lucy? I'm a leggings girl. Um, I'm, I'm a leggings girl. Aren't they a bit thick for boots, though, and for underdresses? I wear them under jeans, under dresses. There's a certain point of the year where I am thermaled every part of my body. Um, um, I like to use the excuse that I've got uh, low blood pressure, but I just like being warm. I just, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I just well, want to be warm. I have my, my natural thermal underwear of a thick layer of fat that I'm currently trying to get rid of and use that. Because uh, you had a lot less than you had this time last year, so cut that yeah. shit out, sugar tits. Yay! <laughs> I have got sugar tits. Um, <laughs> I, uh, we all still want to hibernate, Ray. Ray says I still want to hibernate. I feel you. Not literally. I feel you. That would be... <laughs> Um, illegal, but uh, <laughs> but um, I saw the lovely Lucy for length this week because I watched your video. Yes, Lucy is selling her sex video and she's standing up. Um, <laughs> I forgot all about that. Do you want to tell everyone what you did? What you uh, did? You? You come I travelled all the way to London to be nasty to a boy. <laughs> In public. Can I just say, I think he was robbed. So robbed. You should have won that. Phil was so, brilliant, but you were more brilliant there. I... Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, and inappropriate young lady. Um, right, did I send you the video as well? I probably sent everybody the fucking video. Um, I, I, I went to do a comedy roast battle. So for those of you that don't know, know what a roast battle is, it's where there is no, no hold barred. No, that's the right way around, isn't it? Oh. No old bard, um, where you just, you, you make very insulting and witty, low blows, cheap shots, it's all welcome. And I was particularly um, nasty to my comedy roast battle partner. Um, you can as good as he got, to be fair, you were both very good, I was really well, impressed. It was strange. We worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. We rang, you know, we spoke to each other, went through all the lines, mm -hmm. and then the night before, we we both changed um, our, our some of our gags. Oh, um, nice. And then uh, when we were in the green room, mm -hmm. um, we I said, "Do you want to go through the gags?" And Phil went, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yes. So um, I had a little bit of help from our Kyle Davis. Mm -hmm. I had a little bit of help from our Hales Corny. Fab. Uh, main uh, Hales and I have a shared interest in serial killers, and mm -hmm. even though I was insulting my comedy partner in a witty way, I wanted to make sure that the there was accurate details when it came to mentioning a serial killer. So I needed to double check something with her. Because <laughs> Hales is Google when it comes to serial killers, <laughs> rather than Google being Google. <laughs> well, um, 
Hales and I belong to a group for people that enjoy serial killers. Okay. You weirdo. <laughs> um, and um, there, there was um, a TV program made about the British serial killer, Dennis Nielsen, as it came out yes. just this week. Um, oh, we've got a new, list, new listener dashboard. Hello from Hello. Warrington. Christian. Hi, Christian. Um, and I don't like anything with that's my level and I hadn't watched the documentary but Hales had said she had and I wanted to make sure that I was factually accurate (laughs) (laughs) by the way your internet started fucking about I could hear you but you're um, a little bit sticky as it were (laughs) but yeah I haven't seen it yet Jamie says saw it the other night and and look, there were uh, many uh, does the corner looks different uh, jokes on the old Twitter uh, but it does look good I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a go absolutely but yeah well done on the comedy roast I loved it it's on your YouTube for anybody who, don't go now obviously no it's not on my YouTube you have to oh, be what? sent the link oh why. Hi, Poodle Hat! 
no worries. So you see, Poodle Hat says, because so, I keep forgetting we have a podcast as well. Poodle Hat says, sorry I'm late. Catching up on Wentworth. What's Wentworth? Have I missed something out? Right, it's you and me, because uh, Lucy sort of not her internet. Um, it's all oh, awesome, awesome. <laughs> We're getting the uh, universal symbol of it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, can I, shall we mention who's coming up today, who our fantastic guest is today? Yeah, it is. For any newbies, welcome. Uh, and for everyone that isn't new, uh, hello. All right, what's happening? So the first half hour, so we've got another 15 minutes of us waffling uh, about what we've been up to this week. And then we've got the fantastic Tom Glover. Um, so it's not often we let men on the show, is it, Lucy? But you've got no, to give them a go. You've got to help them. You've just got to help them. Bless them. Poor, poor buggers. You know, they need a hand, don't they? Bless them. They need a little hand. Hello, right. Jim Harris. This this is very important, this message. Do you remember last week I decided to go into the machine and absolutely fuck up the IT? Yes. It was Jim's show I decided to destroy. <laughs> Thanks for allowing us to destroy your show. Well, uh, you did Talk about double-double checking today. I was like, hmm. Every button I pressed, I was like... <laughs> Is this my button? Is this the one? Click. Run away. What I will say about going out into the wider world and doing my first real life gig, yeah. first of all, oh my god. Do I love a fucking gig? Didn't I tell you? Not that I didn't know, but I, I sort know. of tried to put myself into a nice little box of denial. Yes. You know, it's so that I wasn't having fear of missing out. But I don't know how ready I am to go out and chase every single gig. Hmm. Why is that then? I got home and I took all my clothes off in the front door. All right, lads. Um, <laughs> I put them all straight in the washing machine. I got in the bath. Um, I was practically drinking the anti-back. I... <laughs> You know, as female comedians, we're only supposed to be scared of male comedians on the circuit, not a, not a pandemic. And it just felt like there was just too much going on in any one time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I just say, I really love the um, white t-shirt, black waistcoat combo. That is, and this, I'm going to sound like a right bitch, but I don't mean it like a bitch. It deserves a resurgence. I remember that from the early 90s. And I really, really liked it. I thought it looked really, you looked really good on stage. It's my, uh, my, my homage to the lesbian's outfit. Uh, it's a tweed waistcoat. It's all, okay, all, all <laughs> aspects. <laughs> In fact, two of my friends that came with me are from the, from the lesbian gender. And uh, they, they, they fully, they backed it and approved it. <laughs> my, my fun Lesbians fact say yes. My fun fact about that 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 tweed uh, waistcoat is I bought it in Edinburgh. I thought if you're going to buy a tweed waistcoat, go to your fancy pants kind of place in Edinburgh. And it was the kind of place where you're not allowed to touch the stuff. Somebody pops up and goes, "Oh, can I help?" Uh, really, you know, sort of, you know, yeah, you know, just like, "Can I help you?" And you're like, "I'm oh, just looking." They're like, "Will the stop touching stuff, you poor person?" 
and I had to, I'd had my monies together, um, and I was all ready, and I got, got overexcited. I tried it on, and I loved it, and I took it home. It says inside, made in Portugal. Oh, right. Uh, were you expecting it to be made anywhere else? It's Tweed. So? Was, it's Harris Tweed, so I was expecting... I was expecting... Oh, Harris? Well, like, you know, if you go to a Scottish Tweed shop... Yes, You kind true. of imagine that there would be some Scott involved in anything other than selling it. Yeah, they probably waved some bagpipes over it went, good enough! Yeah, <laughs> showed it some fast and then sort of put it in a bag. <laughs> um, I just, I just don't, yeah, I, I really, I do really like that look. I, I, um, I, I feel quite confident in it, and that's what you do need with, what, what, what is your stage wear? Because if I'm not wearing that, then I'm in a sequined capsule. Well, it has changed a lot over the years. I used to wear, you know my, um, sexy biker outfit that you like, uh-huh. that, that photo, um, so I used to wear, depending on the gig, if it was a big gig, I would wear that on stage, um, just something a bit, um, retro, a little bit vintage, uh, but then I find it's not easy to move in or drive in. So I very quickly went to, uh, it depends on the gig. I like to reflect kind of what the audience is wearing because you feel a bit of a knob if it's a Thursday night gig and everyone in the audience is just wearing jeans and jumpers and they're all students. You just feel, and it's a, you know, I don't know, a free entry night. You feel a bit of a knob coming on in full sequence. No. No, I know, but yeah, you know, yeah. I'm very insecure and very, yeah. you know, low yeah. self-esteem. So I'm like, oh, don't look at me, but I'm doing my comedy. So yeah, I mean, um, don't look at me, but don't look at me. Yeah, don't, don't look at me. I just, oh, but you can look at me, but not, not, yeah, it's really confusing. But then for a proper, for a proper game, but then for like a big gig like the Glee, um, I still want to be comfortable, I want to feel able to move around, but I like to have some sparkles. So normally a sparkly shirt. Now I'm losing weight. I don't know. Hopefully I'll feel more confident when I'm a little bit uh, sclinier, slimmer. Um, so I'm reading what was Ray said. Well, Ray said, when I was in Kentucky, I bought some archetypal Americana, I guess, from a tiny shop. Both ended up having been made in China. Um, <laughs> I feel like we should. this should be an Ian Lee. <laughs> we should, this should be an Ian Lee um, radio broadcast. Mm. <laughs> What have you bought, Get in touch on the chat. <laughs> have you bought something that you thought would be made from somewhere, but it was made somewhere else? <laughs> Tune in <laughs> to the kitchen sink. It, um, <laughs> I, I, I just, I think, I don't know. When it comes to me becoming on stage, I kind of, I want to be better. So you right. couldn't see me in the video, but I was wearing um, ankle-high Gold boots. Oh, I didn't see the gold. I thought they were brown. I got their. I'm going to say Gary Glitter esque, but without the paedophilia. Ah, we've got to get your your references out of the bloody 70s, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) What's modern telly? (laughs) Okay, Kristen Lee, without that, no. (laughs) Which bit do you need me to update? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. Oh, Ray is meant Kiri, Kiri, not Kiri, Kira, Kira, Kiri Pritchard-McLean, she has got fab, fabulous stage. Yeah, Kiri is one of my inspirations when it comes to stage. 
she has got the best pair of norks in the business for a start and she will put on an amazing fabulous fabulous you know the confidence in the woman fantastic we should message her if she would come on <laughs> maybe I mean, i'm gearing up to asking like people that i'm scared of um to come on to our show but um yeah, she's got amazing. The um, Comedy Central roast battles, Kiri is on mm. on there with one of her friends, and it's probably one of the. Uh, it's sort of. Re- I I watched it too many times before my roast battle. And, right. and, and yeah, you were feeling a bit like, oh god, I'm never going to be as good as all. As, How yeah. did you feel? You came across really confidently. Never think you'd add a wobble. Um. I have a I, I I when it comes to sort of the the gigs on the lead up I'll have a wobble. Right. Then before the show I go psychopathic calm. Ooh. Then I do the show and then I come off and I shake like a leaf. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I so I don't mind. To, I don't I mind having to, a panic attack after I've done it. Well, that's okay. It's okay to have a panic attack afterwards. But I, yeah, she does. Um, Rose was saying she comes across really friendly, supportive of us. She does, actually. And actually, she did, um, she was really supportive of me. Starting out, we were in the same competition for like two years running. And, you know, (laughs) it was my like first year and my friend was in the audience. And, you know, Kiri was just miles better than me. Obviously, she'd been going a few years more. But also, she's just miles better than me anyway, full stop. And after, but my friend, I was like, oh, how do you think, well, you know, how do you think I did? And she's like, yeah, you were good, but that other woman's just so much better. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks, Cal. <laughs> like, thanks for the boost. <laughs> but she is, she was fantastic. Uh, and she was really fantastic, really, Dawes as well. But, mm. uh, yeah, my, um, my process, as it were, stage process, is to just, I'm fine, and I've got all my what I'm going to say and stuff and then the, you know on the day before I'm like yeah I'm going to smash this out of the park it's going to be amazing and then on the day I just get slowly and slowly and slowly more and more stressed out more and more nervous convinced I'm going to forget everything until I go on stage it's great fun and it, it just depends you know weirdly I do better if if there's more obstacles if the audience are a bit tricky or if you know I don't know, the um if I just think, Oh, these need sorting out, things need sorting out here I, I don't know if it just gives me I I just got something else to think about other than just the performance then. But I, I love a I love a challenge anyway. Do you know what tonight I actually had three things I wanted to talk about. We didn't need to talk about any of them so far. But like like what, is that like a panic button? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just this week I was mindful of stuff I actually did rather than do what I normally do, which is to, to forget about it until you say, So, how's your week been, Sarah? And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. This is completely off topic, but you've just reminded me of something. Do you know what mindfulness is? Yes. Like, what the fuck is it? Because people that do it make me annoyed. <laughs> like, I'm sure the actual it's very much like socialism love socialism, hate socialists um, <laughs> but when people like oh, I've been really focusing on mindfulness recently, I just want to nut them in the throat <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, really? you mindful? how about <laughs> <laughs> mindful, <laughs> what is mindful? 
worry about. It sounds, is it just thinking about yourself and going, yeah, 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 yeah? No. It's about, it's all, it's almost like the opposite. It's being aware of everything around you and taking a moment to just breathe and be in the moment. Because generally, we're constantly thinking about the past or the future. We're very rarely just aware of what's going on now. And it's a bit like meditation. Don't Google, you know, don't rely on me as your Google. But it is just a bit like, you know, when you're like, oh my God, everything's really stressful. You can just, oh, take a moment and go, oh, look, there's leaves on the tree. And oh, wearing your breath going in and going out and being like, uh, you know, just for like 10 minutes. And it can just calm you down and bring you in the moment. That's what mindfulness is. It's just when people say they do it, they're usually... I'm usually very I'm busy judging them. <laughs> I'm so busy. I have to employ mindfulness. I don't know. It depends on the situation, I guess, really. Why have you been afflicted with mindful people? This oh, I used to I used to live in a very holistic town. It was a hippie town. Glastonbury? Even more so. It was called Totnes. It's, in, it's the Devon's version of oh. Glastonbury. Oh. Um, and Jesus, you are, oh, they're all a bunch of fucking vegan yogurt weavers. I swear to God. I mean, you know, I loved, I loved living there. But what they would do is they would, if something was going on like Palestine or the Australian fires, what they would do is they wouldn't raise money or do anything about it. They'd get a chanting circle together and think about it. Uh, well... And you think, I don't I know if that's say that that fire I was a mate. I, yeah, but I have to say, I, I do think that human beings, we are all, we are all stardust, Lucy. Oh, fuck off, sir. <laughs> we fuck are off. Place. And we're all going to go back to, no, I tell you what, because I was terrified of death. And then, as most people I would have thought, I'm like, afraid of death? Like, oh, it freaks me out to think that one day we're not going to be here. One day we're going to go to sleep forever. We're not even sleeping. We won't be here. And then a friend told me about um, a book. What was it called? I'll have to Google it. Um, it's about, about the fact that we're all from the earth and the stars. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and, the, and the, nothing dies and nothing, energy. <laughs> I wish I had stuck to my subjects. Can anyone explain universal physics to me? <laughs> it's not like energy. <laughs> you can't create and you can't just kill energy. Just jot it in the chat. What the fuck have I just come into? <laughs> we, we don't like we don't like trolls on this show, but feel free, everybody, well, just to put in the chat, Sarah, shut up. No, you can't tell me to shut up. Come on, this is a proper discussion. This is like, you know, Robin Dean would be really proud of this. You'd be like, yeah, energy. You can't kill and you can't create energy. So that means when we die, we're not going anywhere. We've got to, I don't know what will happen. Maybe I'll come back as a slug. But, you know, something's going to happen next. Feel better if you're worried about death, everyone. Thank you, Jamie. Jamie agrees with me. So there. <laughs> In the face. <laughs> Jamie said, someone got my back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your friends in real life. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, well, she I already get... follows you on Twitch, Jamie. Stop kissing her ass. <laughs> <laughs> can I just quickly, before we bring Tom in, can I just show off my alcohol? I'm very lucky to be living right next door to B&M. 
and B&M have the most amazing eclectic load of alcohol. Guys, I have got Palmer Violet Cider. Palmer Violet Cider. So I'm going to try that live. It's going to be minging. I bought that knowing it was going to be minging. That's one pound. Um, this, guess how much this is? Passion Fruit Martini. Guess how much that is? Uh, if it's B&M, is it 39p? How much? 39p? Close 89p, because I'm a classy bird. Oh, no, I'm going to pay that extra 50p. If you're going to be Google sick hat. the next day, you don't want to have wasted money. <laughs> you're not wrong, can I just say? Robin D, and you said Lucy needed to update her references. Yeah, but who's who's more modern that is intelligent? I think he was the last intelligent person. Should we should we we have our guests in the dining room? Right, let's get our guests. Right, before we just end up scrapping. Right, Jamie Nemeth, I came here after a long day of work. It's lovely to tune into this and give my brain a break with the light-hearted discussion of happy topics. She's not able to explain fucking universal physics to her. What's light-hearted to you, Jamie? Jesus, next week, poverty. Um, <laughs> I can't help it if I'm intelligent. <laughs> if I've got I'm a Right, I'm I'm I've, I'm a grockle. I believe Tom is born and bred. Right, that is not what you do with your fucking cider. Get your get Palmer violets out of your apple brew. Uh, Professor <laughs> Brian Cox, brilliant. Another man bringing up Cox on Twitch. Right, <laughs> right we've got our guest. We've got our guest. He's in the dining room. Everyone, dining look, room. look sharp. Up. Um, I just realised I quoted Wiley, who who doesn't always quote an anti-Semitic rapper for bringing on your best guest. So, without any further ado, <laughs> bring in Tom Glover. Hello. Hello, Tom. Hello. Hello. How are you? to the kitchen sink <laughs> oh exciting i mean I'd, I'd like to be in the dining room where i was before is, is there is there a buffet with this podcast stream oh yes yeah that's a good point actually yes um, yeah, we could... tom there would have been a buffet but due to covid we're uh, not allowed yeah. to any food not allowed uh, so <laughs> we'll put a tuna sandwich in the post, leave it for a week so we know it's not contaminated, and chow down, love. Lovely. <laughs> and I like a beige buffet, so there will be some curly crisps. Uh, so maybe a bit stale. <laughs> <laughs> right, is this sacrilege? I'm going to put my cider in a wine glass bottle. Is that well, sacrilege? Passion fruit cider, that's the best. Is it? Yeah. This one's Palmer Violet, but I do love some passion fruit, so I'm going to look out yeah, for that. Yeah, it is, it is going against the um, whole idea of cider, probably, and I'm probably committing sacrilege as a man from Devon to say that. But yeah, passion fruit, recall a link passion fruit cider. <gasps> oh, that is a good choice. I do yeah. like it. So. You get yourself that cider barber and you ask him for bloody Palmer Violet's cider he'll kick you right out <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way um lucy tom tom lucy hello <laughs> lucy always tells me not off for not introducing people even though she's had weeks to like research you if she wants but yeah good done. welcome i mean i was ready last thursday i was <laughs> about the show i was ready to go 
and I had the wrong day. Yes, but you were keen. Then, I loved it because yeah. you're like super, super keen to get on in there. <laughs> so you were very welcome. Um, now, last week we had about 211 people watching at its peak. Do you feel pressure here, Tom? <laughs> well, what are we at today? <laughs> um, we're, we're struggling to get haven't come up yet. <laughs> no, it's um, the thing. The thing we've got to live with them um, with um, online viewing figures. It goes up and down depending on whether there's sport, whether there's TV. Um, and I work in a restaurant. Um, I've started working in a restaurant, and yesterday the government said everybody stay the fuck in and stop licking stuff. And today we could have been more busy. Everybody was like, "Well, I'll show you. I'm yeah. going out. <laughs> fuck you." Because they think they're going to be locked <laughs> up again. That's why. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, Tom, you were ro- you was robbed on Winter Wipeout on BBC One, and did you enjoy your you. pole ta- dance with Amanda Byram? You're going to have to explain that. I did. Cute. I did. Winter know, Wipeout. <laughs> I had a Winter Sorry. Wipeout. It was the total wi- winter type total Wipeout, and flew out to Argentina. And, uh, yeah, interviewed by Amanda Byram. And at the time, I was doing a newspaper column where I took on loads of challenges. And I did pole dancing as one of those, one of those challenges. And Amanda Byram asked me to uh, show her some pole dancing moves. Oh, but no. There wasn't a pole. So she's like, use me as a pole. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it wasn't quite as, like, X-rated as this sounds. But that's what happened. And then oh, I went no. out in the first round by three seconds. I was gutted. Oh, that is gutted. Three seconds. You'd think yeah. she would have gone, oh, no, I'm, I think the clock's wrong, considering, you know, she... But she, it was one by a Welsh girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, hang on. Sorry, just said it was one by a Welsh girl, so she's a Welsh sprinter now. She's in, like, the national Welsh sprinting squad, so I probably would have lost anyway, even if we got through the first round. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was this? Um, ten years ago. Oh my god! Yeah, I know, but it's it's all that people are tuning in for. He was waiting for me for ten years. <laughs> yeah, all these. He's like, finally, a guest I know something about is what you're saying. Did you face plant into a large red foam ball? Oh man, I I got hit by everything. I fell off everything. I swam the wrong way at one point. Like, yeah, it could have gone more wrong. If it was on the right way, then I would have got through it. <laughs> I love wipeouts. I'd love to have a go on those balls. <laughs> Just bouncing about. Uh, why have we already got male viewers? I do. There we that. go. That's 13.35 if anyone wants to clip that. I mean, two weeks ago, she looked into the camera and she went, can be dirty if I want. <laughs> <laughs> going anymore but it was going 10 years ago and then that's when I did it Rochelle Hume and um, Cammy they do something now don't they they? is that Ninja Warrior is that something different that's it I think that's That's the new people but um, one second said I'll only last three seconds of the man two you know set yourself the challenge go four 
Um, and um, you know, I, I don't know what he's asking um, me to, <laughs> what the video is. I don't know if it's connected to him only lasting me. Probably won't click on it. No, please um, send it off to Sarah Comedy. Everything goes to Sarah Bridgman Comedy. She goes through everything. <laughs> in about three years' time. So, can time, I ask Tom, where in Devon um, are you, sweetheart? I'm, I'm living in Axminster in East Devon, home of the carpets. <laughs> so, which part of... Right, can you show us... Where, like, So, you've got Devon down here. So, I know where Exeter is. Is that Cornwall's, Cornwall? Right. Cornwall's right down here. Right, I'm trying right. to get here. Then it goes Devon, here, and then yeah. it's Dorset here. And I'm right on the Devon-Dorset border. I'm like, I could walk to Dorset from my house. So I'm from Dorset originally, and then just cross the border, because the houses are cheaper. And so uh-huh. that's what I'm looking at. Right. Oh, nice. So um... how, long has how long has this show been going on? Have you been doing this since the start of lockdown? <laughs> to get more people back at home they've watched all their box sets so they'll be straight on the kitchen sink <laughs> I'm hoping well, so <laughs> we're due another lockdown aren't we if it benefits them and it benefits us did they ever let you out yeah. in Wales I thought you were just always locked down in Wales Ugh. Mark Dreyfus, who's the first minister, would love to lock us all down. He loves t- treating us like he's like the this headmaster of Wales. Drives yeah. my mother insane. Shout out to my mum because it's her birthday today, seventy seven. Or as my mum likes to say, I'm only seventy seven, you know. Um, so <laughs> her birthday. We've had a nice day today, but oh, I love. I wind up. I love going. Oh, mum, have you been watching the Welsh uh, Assembly government lately? And she's like that. Mark Dreyford, oh, and she gets really riled up. It's hilarious. But yeah, he just <laughs> talk to us like he's our prime minister, like he's the headmaster, and he's like, "Oh, well done. Uh, you've all been staying in, but the COVID is rampant, so you have to stay in a bit more, right?" So he's hilarious. Um, we were allowed out briefly, but uh, yeah. it looks like it's, we're, we've got to go back in again. Yeah, I don't think I've been outside Wales, actually. I kind of... Oh, no, I have. I, I have visited... Yeah, I went to Buxton, and I visited my sister, who was about half hour north of Lucy. So, in Highbridge, in Somerset. Oh, so, Highbridge. You've got a friend in Highbridge? No, I don't know Highbridge. I've never oh, I see, it. sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Highbridge is a bit close to Bridgewater. Right, okay. I know Highbridge sounds nice. But when you go there, you're like, oh, it doesn't live up to its name. It's all right. My brother-in-law might be watching if he is. Oh, it's lovely. Um, but I, I love it more because my sister's there. Okay. <laughs> my there. <laughs> That's what I love about it. It's all right. It's got um, a, a walk. You can do a walk. Yeah. Some sheep. That's fun. Good. Bridgewater yes. has a carnival. Yes. One second. I've just got Bridgewater and High. Um, they're, they're, they're tourist boards on the phone, sir. Uh, <laughs> would you? Don't want me to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you say? So, they got a walk. <laughs> <laughs> they got a walk. I got a sister as well. 
Oh, and a sister. Um, it's, um, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Everton, so I've just looked it up. I'm 26 miles away from you. Um, I, okay. um, I used to drive my trucks around Axminster, just down Rangway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got cross country, cross five-mile five drive. Uh, to get to, to Tom, but um, I think Devon's the best place ever. So I am Welsh, but I'm in Devon, which means you know where I'm. I'm allowed to go places and do things. Whereas the Welsh aren't. We are. We are allowed to go places, but some You're of us not allowed can't. over the bridge. Are we? Are we not allowed over the bridge? No, the bridge is blocked now. No way. Yeah, really? Yeah, no one's in or out. Yeah, we've, we've, we've built a big wall of mindful people holding such um, stay, um, sage smudging sticks and, and we're just keeping negative energy and bacterium out. Um, I, I, well, like I said, I told um, Sarah a couple of weeks ago, I went to Philly to see my brother very briefly and went in the supermarket and everybody was just walking around with their naked faces. And I yeah. thought, this isn't right because they've had really high high levels of, of infections in this area and then two days later it was like right everyone get back in the house we're on local lockdown again oh, naughty really? mm. <laughs> well, you think it's because of the masks when really it's because they're all shagging each other Lucy <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's it, I was looking at because I still follow um, I follow um, D Max or one of our previous um, kitchen sink guests so I, I'm, she, she tweets a lot about the new sanctions up, up there. And I've got, um, I've got a friend who's near Aberdeen as well. So I've got a couple of Scottish friends that are updating their, their pages with what they're allowed to do and where they're allowed to go and stuff. Um, and it's... Scottish, they've, right, so the Northern Irish, they're not allowed to go anywhere. Their households are banned from meeting. I think the Scottish right. are banned. From, you you can go to a pub and see a stranger, but you can't go to like your mum's house. Yes. <laughs> and, and if you walk along the street with your family, you can, you've got to just like blank them. You can't look at them because that's <laughs> called mingling. Right. You mustn't mingle. Um, you can talk to a waitress or a barman, but you are not allowed to, to speak to your sister in the garden. <laughs> it's like, yeah, crazy. It's, yeah. it's all mad. So how's lockdown been so, treating you, Tom? Um, mm-hmm. I quite liked full lockdown. That was more easy to understand and like you knew what you were doing. Um, now it's just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, the rules change so quickly that I'm, I'm just living my life and then hopefully I don't get arrested at any point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, lockdown was mad because I've got four kids. So it was like, oh. yeah, so I got three of my own and a stepson and oh. it was like nonstop the whole time. So like I'm busier than I've ever been because my partner works for the NHS. So she's like working all the time uh-huh. and I've got like four kids at home. But, um, they're back at school now, so it's slightly more chilled. What kind of ages are they? Young. So I've got two five-year-olds, a three-year-old, and an 18-month-old. Bloody hell. <laughs> Can I just give you a little round of applause, you and your partner? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> That's my worst nightmare, <laughs> having many <laughs> children. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, there have been times I've been jealous of my friends who don't have children. Because you had so much time in your lockdown, you're like, let's learn a new language, let's bake some banana bread, and like, yeah, I've not done any of that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've survived and everyone's yeah. still alive. That's literally <laughs> it. Keep, them. keep the humans alive for the day and then you've achieved. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my friends go up. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I've got I've got one left. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I've um I've got a friend who's uh got she's married and she's got two children. One's I think he's well he's ten no yeah ten months old now, and the other one is four. Uh, keeping yeah. those two busy, and now the four year old has been in school for two weeks, and yeah. now some snotty little snot bag has got covid oh, in the yeah. other reception class but he's had to self isolate the whole class has had to go and she's like oh, why yeah. <laughs> you, should just think, oh. you know yeah. so i do feel fear so it won't be long before they're all back home again i should imagine probably i mean i don't mind it to be honest but i'd like to know if i have a career <laughs> anymore oh, yeah because you are a professional comedian comedian yeah, Last week I had three gigs, like two, two no, all three in theatres, and I was like, oh, it's coming back, it's almost back to normal, although the audience will wear masks, and then like, yeah, it's gone again this week. Yeah, uh, it does feel a bit like that, doesn't it? It it's does, like, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I kind of started forgetting about it, and being a bit like blasé, and yeah. um, slogging strangers in the street, you know, looking lampposts, the usual kind of thing. And then they're, they're like, oh, God, you know, here comes the COVID. Yeah. God damn it. Although, like you, I really enjoyed full lockdown because things like no traffic on the road. Yeah. Hearing the birds was nice. Yeah, um, yeah. Being slightly afraid of the police and being like, oh, I've, I've done two walks today. Try and catch me. Yeah. But that was simple, though, wasn't it? It's just stay indoors. You've got one hour's exercise a day and you can go food shopping. That was easy to understand. But yes. like, I felt like they did it too late and then they opened it up again too soon. And now, like, they're just doing... They're just closing the pubs an hour early as if that's going to stop anything. I don't get that. Can anyone explain to me the point of closing an hour early? Because if you're someone who just wants to drink, you're just going to go out earlier and still get yeah. hammered. And still, and be... still be with the same people all night. Yeah. What's the... Can we get Boris Johnson on the show for next week to explain himself? <laughs> I don't think he's busy. I think he's probably on holiday. Yes. Wasn't there something on the news a couple of weeks ago? Was it or a week ago where it was like, was he in Papua New Guinea or somewhere? And everyone was trying to... Sounds right. He's probably there somewhere. And he was denying it or he wasn't confirming he was away. I'm like, well, we're all allowed to have a holiday. I was like like well into the briefings in lockdown. Like you tune in every night. It's like the new EastEnders. It's great. But like now, like, <laughs> yeah. Has it changed your masks? <laughs> <laughs> Does it change your set at all? The, like, did you put any COVID stuff in your set? Yeah, well, like, I MC a lot, don't I? So yeah, I've got a fair bit of, like topical stuff, and I just the audience interaction is slightly more COVID related than it used to be. Yeah. But I think people have had enough of hearing about it, to be honest. By the yeah. time they get to the theatre, they want to just like forget about that for a little while yeah yeah it's just fair enough i i had one in real life gig and it was brilliant and it was outdoors it was in a park and it was lovely but i was trying to gauge whether the audience wanted to talk lockdown or not 
And I think they were okay, but this is like a month ago. Whereas now, yeah, it's like everyone, everyone's, it's in everyone's mind. But um, yeah, and I think they do yeah. appreciate hearing jokes that aren't about COVID as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was interesting to me the other acts, like the like the first act on, you know, Dan Thomas. All right, yeah. I think he just alluded to it and then just went on with his usual yeah, set. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way, isn't it? Yeah, cool. we don't worry about it for probably six months now. <laughs> yeah, we're back in, but without <laughs> government support. Because I was, I was wondering as well. What do you guys think? I was wondering well, how much money has the government got? Like, are we nearly bankrupt, or could they actually just give us more money, like we're a socialist country? What do you think? I, I literally have no idea how it works. Like, I mean, we're, the national debt is like trillions. Is that right, or is it billions? <laughs> According to my mum and dad, three trillion. But three trillion. That, that doesn't mean anything. That's my mum and dad. Like, they, found, they, they found the money for all the universal credit and all the furlough and they eat out to help out. Like, I don't know. I don't really understand how it works. <laughs> but yeah. I'm pretty it's, sure they could money they want to do. You've got to go to that island where everyone's very handsome and pretty and they wear a lot of gold and then you do no, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, Island, you were on about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, I mean, it's it's unprecedented times. Um, but I was I was going to say a lot of people have managed to try and be slightly cre- uh, creative while still being in lockdown. Um, have you managed that, or is it still just getting four tiny humans through every day? And comedy has completely been on the back burner for you. Um, I tried initially because like everyone was just like, right, let's go online and do stuff. And I made a few videos, but like I find it really—I don't—I love live performance. I love hearing the audience and the audience. Oh, for fuck's sake! Sorry. <laughs> the reason I say right. that is because I'm fed up of people saying I prefer live performing. Because people that do online comedy choose to. <laughs> it's not either. What do you do, Lucy? I'm with you, Tom. <laughs> I much prefer like live comedy as well. I have done quite a lot of online comedy during lockdown, and a yeah. lot of people have said to me, "Yeah, I I don't like online. I prefer live." But obvious, obviously, you prefer live. It's like having your, you know, your your Rolls Royce taken off you and given a bike. I prefer the Rolls Royce. Obviously, <laughs> you you use the vehicle. You I, I, think, I think younger people like to watch stuff online, and I don't think the future of comedy is live. I think it's like online videos and podcasts and thing and stuff like this. Like that's how younger people consume stuff. Like the gigs, audiences at gigs are all like 30, 40 plus usually. So I think if you can do yeah. online, it's great. And the people who have done it have been like really creative with it and fair play to them. But like, no, I just can't get my head around it, to be honest. I've just been, as you say, trying to keep kids alive and just enjoying some sort of family time because I never have weekends off and now I've got all the time off. <laughs> and I'm probably, I would probably take a job if there, anyone listening has got a job going. Um, I'm self-motivated, I'm creative, I'm hard-working, I want to get away from the children. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Please give Tom uh, a hashtag. Would you, 
I want to game over children, and then I motivated. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just went over the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It's um, it's 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 been quite a scary time. I, I I appreciate not having children, but what I don't understand is what the fuck do you tell kids? Like, have you have you tried to tell them the truth, or have you sort of told them that the COVID fairy is just saying people are to stay in? Because I mean, your children are quite young as well. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah. Um, I think they they just really like adapt to it quite well, to be honest. Um. Only once, like in lockdown, did they get upset that they couldn't go and see, like, my mum once. Um, generally, they just sort of accept what's going on. At school, they teach them that there's a virus and they need to wash their hands and stuff. But their lives don't change too much because they're happy just to play at home. Like, they they like to go in for a walk every day. Now the parks are open, you go to the parks, you go to the beach. Like, they're, they're like fully happy in their lives they don't know what's going on to be honest um but they do know what's going on but they don't know how big a deal it is because they're only five (laughs) (laughs) do you think like their parents are probably more chill because the parents are more home more are more home are home more like i like when you gig in it's the traveling as well getting home late getting up early and that could be quite stressful isn't it um no, I think <laughs> I think that's quite good when you've got like something else to do. Because like when normally I'd like get the kids to bed and then I'm like, right, I've got a bit of me time driving to a gig. Whereas like it's yeah. been like half at five a.m. and then the last one I go to bed at seven p.m. and through like, lockdown it's just that every day. Um, yeah. But yeah, I suppose you're, le- you're less like you've got less else going on, so mm. it's not elsewhere all the time. So yeah, you can enjoy it more. And yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it with the kids early on. But yeah, it'd be good to get back to normality before Christmas. Oh, God, yeah. Well, somebody said to me the other day, they expected us to be in this kind of local lockdown. And then they let us out for Christmas. Yeah, and then yeah, after Christmas, yeah. it'll be like full lockdown. Like, and I'm like, right. oh, God, that's a, that was a fun prospect. Well, they reckon that working on this um, testing where they'll be able to get a result in 20 minutes. So you'll be able to just test and then go and get a result and then go about your life basically i think that's the hope because a vaccine yeah. who knows when a vaccine will be yeah because nobody really knows like just wait for some good news and just yeah. live your life until then i find it interesting with the news as well because the news stopped reporting it really and now it's ramped up again and it's like the first thing but that might be just my yeah. internet bubble <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I just read Twitter and Facebook and try to ignore it. It is. Yeah. I mean, because I, I don't know. I, I personally have a very mixed bunch of friends on my my Facebook. Facebook's the one I read the most. So I've yeah. got um, a lot of people from my my festival events sort of side. I've got a lot of truck drivers, and I've still got a load of my teachers from when I was a teacher, and I've got the comedians. So you couldn't get four more diverse different groups of people yeah. sometimes you'll see the same story but one person going oh the other person going hey do you know what I mean one story can have two different like oh look yeah. at the shit on this and going, hey. I mean I don't know whether or not it's true or not somebody um uh Katie Katie Zane I think one of our previous guests I think it was her that retweeted it where somebody had booked a test gone for a test missed the test and got a positive result and oh it's 
Have you been for one? No. 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 You like drive up and then you're not allowed to wind down your window and they like hold signs up like it's like love actually. And then <laughs> you, they put a mask on and then they wind down the window like an inch past the test through. And I had to do like a swab with like a cotton bud down my throat and I had to do it down the baby's throat as well. And it's like if it touches anything, then it's contaminated. And there's a guy like walking you through the window with a mask on. <laughs> it's like pretty extreme. Oh they've run out of tests now, apparently. I'm pretty sure I saw that episode of Torchwood. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dystopian love, actually, isn't it? It's like oh, bugging, but yeah. it's not <laughs> <laughs> A lot less sex. Yeah. Tom, I'll send you a link. I don't think you're doing dogging properly, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's, yeah, it, it's it's... I, I appreciate that some people haven't been able to create. I think appreciate some people have been able to create, but I am very grateful that there's been an audience out there the whole time, whether or not they're they're supporting yeah. venues or just following yeah, people on social really media good. if they're not producing. I think I think one thing we can say is that the audiences have been absolutely fucking bravo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Yes. How many people are watching now? Gigging in a car park to actual cars. 
<laughs> I'm flashing the lights going, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, oh my right, God. Tom, that's what dogging looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there are comedians that are like <laughs> used to dogging and they get confused and start whipping their willies out and that? <laughs> they see the flash and like, oh, okay. Bit of a weird request, but <laughs> it's what you want. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works either. <laughs> if they flash the lights, they really out. I, I just read an episode uh, in a copy of an old Reader's Digest of the Doctor's film one time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's um. So have you? You've said you've done three gigs. Have they? Have you got? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, have you? Have you got more books? Um, or have any of those sort of pulled out? Yeah, I was meant to have two this weekend and they both got cancelled after the announcement. Um, oh, I've got one in a big theatre in Weymouth, which is monthly, and that should still be going ahead. October the 15th with Reginald D. Hunter. Um, yeah, if anyone in Weymouth is listening. Uh, but that's a really big theatre and they can social distance, but I don't know now because they can't, do, they can't serve and drinks at the bar either. So they can't serve and drinks at the bar and they can't sell more than like 20% of the seats so it just becomes like unviable really but hopefully they're still going to work her way around that as well uh, have you got um, have you with the with the with the lineups that you have got booked um, you've obviously had to look at them um, would you say you've noticed an increase or a decrease in how many women are on the bill with you um, well, the Weymouth one's always pretty good, actually. It's not booked by me. It's booked by a guy from um, London, Will Briggs. But, yeah, it's pretty diverse. Um, like the last, we just did a show, Lou Sanders headlined and Sally Ann Hayward Lovely. opened. And then it was me Brilliant. and Will So that was 50-50 split. Um, Sindhu V's headlining the Weymouth gig in November. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I think, I mean, I've not booked anything since lockdown, but... Oh, I think I'm going to make more of an effort because I know in the past I've had all male lineups. Um, <laughs> male lineups. Um, yeah, I think that's. I mean, it's sort of depressing, like during lockdown, when all these terrible stories were coming out about comedians and things that happened on the circuit because you weren't having the joy of the gigs, and then you were hearing all this, this terrible side of it as well. But it was also, I think, important. And I think because there was some distance from the doing comedy that it felt, people felt a bit more uh, empowered to speak up I think um, mm. so maybe it's cleansed the circuit a little bit hopefully for mm. when it does uh, <laughs> I wouldn't take much to cleanse the circuit even just a tiny shower of uh, you know cleansing as a, white, as a white man like I've never known it like I just go about my life and go into dream rooms and I don't realise I know there's a lot of weird comedians <laughs> like weird guys around but i don't see them as a threat and obviously they're not a threat to me um yeah. so yeah it's shocking to hear some of the things that go on yeah it is horrible because it was shocking to me as well frankly um because you yeah. know as, as a woman a woman yeah. um you just you know I, I was born in the 70s, so I was like in the 80s, 90s, well, more than 90s as a young woman. And, yeah. and it's a throw from, like, I remember going to the social, the workingmen's club with my parents, and you learn from your elders how people are supposed to behave. 
and then you go, you know, but there's always that lecture guy who wants to really squeeze you and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, and as a teenager going down Cinderella's or uh, Neptune's <laughs> down Swansea, you, yeah. it was a bit of a highlight if you like walk up the stairs and some guy would pinch your bum. But now <laughs> I realise that's completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but it is the young young ones, the young ones that are young now. I mean, it is they, the, when they're coming on the scene and the first thing they're doing is messaging, you know, someone going, right, who do I need to look out for? That's just yeah. awful, isn't it? Um, and really sad. I'm very sad about that because like, I realise as an older lady, yeah, this stuff's happened to me that I've gone, well, that's questionable. But I'm strong enough to, you know, I'm not saying every, you shouldn't have to do this, but I'm strong enough generally to turn around and go, what are you talking about? <laughs> why are you, Why have you just said that to me? Why have, yeah. why have you shook, shook hands with everyone else and you decided to give me a hug and a kiss on the cheek? Uh, because, <laughs> you know, I don't think people, they don't realise. And then, But then you feel awkward having to bring it up all the time. And then you're like, when you don't get another gig, you're like, oh, is that because of me? Is that because of my performance? Is that because now they, they'll get the one woman on and that one woman happens to be 20 years younger? What's that all about? It's, yeah. it's just, oh, it just messes you up in a way that I don't think the men have to deal with at all. Well, with like, the men. as a man, there's enough reasons as a comedian to worry about why you're not being booked without having to worry about those things as well, isn't there? And I yeah. did think about car shares as well. Like, I often I booked you before and been like, oh, this guy's driving, and then assume that you're okay just to get a lift with this yeah. guy from Wales, and you probably know him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you might not necessarily want to share a car with him. Yeah. And I have looked at a female app before, and she said, I don't want to share a car with that guy. Um, oh, really? Um, well, she said Ooh. she didn't want to be on the bill with him and um, uh. didn't say the reason why. Um, uh. Yeah, so. Is that a Welsh comedian? Can you tell us in the private comments? So, when the female comedian said she didn't want to be with the guy in the car, um, did, did she go into it, or did she just make some excuse, or...? No, well, to be honest, um, the gig was booked, and she was in a car share, and then, like, a week before the gig, I messaged and said, oh, these are details, such and such is driving, uh, can you pick him up from here? And then they're like, I didn't realise it was him. Um, I'd rather not do that gig. Like, I hope you don't think badly of me or whatever, but um, I replaced her. But I booked her again. Well, I said I booked her again, and then this will happen. But um, it's so hard because it's hard to know what to do, isn't it? Yeah, because should I have not booked? Should I have cancelled him? It's Um, it's really difficult. Okay, let's talk about it because I like. What? There's so many. Yeah, go on. But there's so many reasons. If I, if she told me that, that I wouldn't book her because I'd see her as unreliable because she's pulled out of a gig a week's notice but that's not how I felt like I felt bad that to presume that she would just car share with someone um, yeah. but yeah like he yeah. she hasn't said like he's done anything bad or anything it might just be they're just a bit of a knob don't get on with <laughs> each other yeah. because like, there's people who you don't want to sit in a car with for two hours doesn't mean they necessarily done anything wrong yeah um, mm. But yeah, if they'd had, if they'd said that they've done so horrific, then I would have dropped the man in that situation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's comics who, if things are coming about some comics during lockdown who I won't book again, who I used to book and thought of as friends. Mm. 
there's there's what yeah I mean it's it's just as important to I think to keep an open discussion with everyone that promotes because it isn't an easy thing to know what to do and it's certainly not easy to get to get in the mind or if you're you know a straight white man it's not easy to get into the mind of a, a woman or or anyone that might have had to deal with bullshit and especially yeah. if when I because even if I said right this guy is full of shit this guy is this that and the other and he's done these things and even if they're not it could you know there's there's guys out there now that should be banned from the circuit forever and I saw yeah. somewhere the other I think we, we mentally we can tell we know each other who we're yeah. talking about here right yeah. that person is effing bucked he's he's on the poster for was it top secret comedy Lucy? yeah yeah yes yeah. but that's that's been they they apparently they were living in a cave during um, yeah. the Me Too movement the comedy circuit and they booked him by mistake and they've now unbooked him for those and gigs. What is that in... doing trying to get gigs? Yeah. And what is that agent doing with that fucking accident on his books? Yeah. Somebody have a word with him, please. Of the of the three male comedians that were all I think in the same Daily Mail article, um, say what you will about the Daily Fail. Uh, the fact that they even knew about the, this happening in the industry and that they, they wrote a story about it, salaciously or not, um, I think all three are back on book being booked because they've sort of kept their head down and they thought, if they sort of like Predator, if you don't make any sudden movements and don't say anything, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you can just yeah. come back. Yeah. See, I don't know what I'd do if I'd end up on the same bill as this person because I've never liked this person anyway and I have bumped into this person in Edinburgh before and totally shit out and not going, ah, I heard this about you, you knobhead. You know, I'm, I'm totally just being that passive-aggressive person going, oh, how are you? Fine. How are you? You know, which isn't, yeah. you know, because you don't want to have that massive argument in the middle of the street in Edinburgh anyway. Yeah. And you don't know because it's it's rumours, isn't it? Yeah. It's not, yeah. Oh, God, it's just... But not so much now because it's been validated by a few different yeah. people. But, yes. um how would you feel, Tom, if you suddenly got booked and you noticed on the the, the, the lineup that one of these yeah, defamed? I say, say now in advance. I think if I'd say, yeah, it's not right. I'd like to think I would anyway, <laughs> and I yeah. won't book them myself. Um, <clears throat> but I think promoters have a duty to to look out for that themselves now. Mm. Well, they've got a kind of duty of care because their comedians are kind of like their staff in a way. Yeah. So. Yeah, like you shouldn't have like. I mean, I didn't think about it, but yeah, you're you you can come to a gig and you'd be left in a small dressing room with someone who you've never met before. And yeah, yeah I, my general policy anyway was that I only put people that I liked as friends I'd want to hang out with backstage because there's enough good comedians that you can do that. Um, yes. But yeah, like I. I don't know the answers and I've just been reading and like listening and I haven't like done any, I, I did one maybe public post supporting it, but I feel like it's not really my place to speak out on it at all. I just read it and I messaged, few, I messaged a few female comics and spoke to them and asked about their opinions on things and situations that I'd had with them where I thought that maybe they'd been uncomfortable with another comic or something and um, just learned from them really. Mm. There's an incredible, incredible amount of um, going further into some of the forums, and and some of the girls um, that um, 
sexism is a male and female thing and non-binary thing i'm using um generalized terms based on the majority of the victims that are spoken out is that is that enough of a, is a, is a, is a is the writing comes up <laughs> but a lot of um, female comedians have said um or haven't said the open micers and it's the 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 guys that are like take them to the side and go I can help you with your set, or I can help you get an open spot. Um, yeah. Very, very much, very much like the Joey Diaz uh, st- story that came out months ago, but without the fame, success, or money, um, or sunshine. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's an increase. And when I've noticed um, sort of young girls join the comedy forums, and I've, I've, I've added them um, because they've gone, oh, has anyone got any tips? And you know, da da da. And they walk into sort of a comedy forum, which is a very vicious environment. It's sort <laughs> of like the back of the bins by spoons at three o'clock in the morning. Um, sorry, 10 p.m. New regulation. Um, but they're sort of standing there in the middle of the comedy collective, going, "Hello, I'm a small innocent creature. Please take advantage of me." Um, and I have added a few of them, and there's been a couple of people that have already added them. But it's almost sort of like a list of comedians that have gone. Sorry, darling. I've got the advice I can give you. Do you come to Uncle? Mm-hmm, insert name. <laughs> Like it's for people who are that way inclined, like not just abusive in all set, in all, in every different scenario. It's a way of getting power, isn't it? If you become a comedian and then you're you progress and you run gigs, you start running some gigs, you have more power than you had just being equal. And as a man, you like go, you speak to promoters and you're overly free. You don't want to upset them and you laugh at their jokes that you might not necessarily laugh at. And if you're a woman doing that, then you've got that worry that you're giving them the wrong impression or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tyler, thank you so much for letting us grill you on this matter. But you're like, I would love to get to a point where we look at an all-made lineup and go, that's weird. Well, audiences look at an all all white, all male lineup and go, God, oh, that's bizarre. Yeah, I'd love it if we got to that point. But I don't think audiences yeah. would bloody notice. You go, Tom. Well, it is bizarre, isn't it? Because, like, the more, the more diverse the lineup, then the more different viewpoints the comedy's going to be coming from. So, like, you might not, as a promoter, as a white male promoter, you might not necessarily find someone else funny. But like, if they're if they're a successful comic, they've obviously got their own audience. That audience can be in your audience. Like you, who you book uh, educates the audience basically, and yeah. the audience will come for the lineups you book. Yeah, because I've seen some oh, promoters say say things like, "Oh, my my audience would, would like uh, this type of comic," and I'm like, oh, "Give them a go." <laughs> Yeah, but there'd be maybe they wouldn't, but maybe there'd be ten percent of people in there who hate the normal comedians you're booking, and they're like, "Oh, this is a breath of fresh air." Yes, yes. Or can we make it a ruling? You know, if it's all women on the lineup, how promoters, um, uh, uh, the, the the law, they have to put "ladies' night" and they have to write yeah. in pink, right? If it's an all male lineup, it has to be called "gentlemen's night," <laughs> 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 and it has to be written in all blue. With a fucking tash on some one of 
like I see my male mates on the circuit all the time and then when I've got uh, or when I do a gig where there's more than one woman on the circuit they're always like really happy to see each other and they're like I haven't seen you for like three years because <laughs> they never get together it's just like they're doing the same circuit but they're always one week behind each other have you know do you notice in, in more of um you know a mixed bill have you noticed a difference in you know how it is uh, as in the atmosphere or the feeling of it is it any different to you have you noticed that um i i mean i don't i find it quite intimidating when it's like the sort of older male circuit headliner gigs where there's like 30 like 40 year old plus blokes all in a room together and it, i feel that like quite intimidating it's quite alpha so yeah, yeah i think it's quite nice to have like some younger comics and some female comics and yeah just it's yeah it's not it's nicer to have slightly less testosterone in the room yeah yeah it is yeah when i've like i've done in the past i've done like uh competitions that are, um ashley freeze and izzy lawrence had um a Fenny's Fenny competition that was aimed at all all, all women and okay. as a direct result of Fenny women starting to charge at that time. I don't think they do anymore, but they used to charge to, to have people enter the competition. Right. <laughs> um, thanks. So they, they created this as it went for about three years. And it was just so nice. It is always so nice having an all-female lineup because we're all so supportive as well. We're all like, oh, have a good one, enjoy, you know. I hope it all yeah. goes well. Whereas, like, on the all-male lineup, sorry, not hashtag not all-male lineups, some are lush, but... <laughs> hashtag not all-male lineups. <laughs> it is, it is hard to look like... I'm going to win! And it's like, you, you can't win because it is a show... You know, we will all win if we all do well. So, yeah. you know, if you're going to put me down, like I did a gig, uh, it was a birth gig, and the middle spot was clearly gutted. He really felt like he deserved a much better footing on the bill. And mm. I was the MC, and he was furious about it, I think. And he was just, the thing that he said before he came off stage about me was absolutely vile. Uh, just implying that I, that he wasn't getting paid, so I was going to give him a blowjob out the back, basically, to an audience. And I was just like, oh, my God. So I then had to go on stage and, and tell everyone in no uncertain terms I wouldn't be going anywhere near that man's willy because he was stinking. Um, <laughs> you know, no, no tall comedians out there. Don't know I go with the MC because uh, <laughs> we get to go on after you and destroy you. So, you know, it's just crazy. Um, <laughs> oh, Poodle Hat has said... Tom, would you care to explain this? Poodle Heart says Tom's still got sequins in the back of his car. Oh, that, that so, this is Ian Bowden, by the way. He's a comedian. Yeah. He loves, he loves the, um, of the show. Yeah, yeah. He loves, like, the wild... Is that the right? No, he loves country and western music, so he's always got, like, these country and western line dancing outfits on, and he had, like, this shirt which is, like, full of sequins, and I oh. drove to a gig in Cornwall... And then, like, the next day, my partner was in the car and, like, looked around and was like, why is there sequins all over the back seat? And I was like, um... <laughs> it was Ian Bowden. <laughs> like, 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 a likely story. <laughs> Who is he? Yeah. <laughs> Where are the pants? <laughs> God, if there's sequins everywhere, go, I'd love to see. Sorry, go on, I have Lucy. to go back to a question. Um, 
because Hugh, right, Hugh is one of our best fans, oh, but he's yeah. also, okay. he's, he's a better researcher than the BBC, right? Mm. So he always finds something else, something out about um, our, our guests. Yeah, he's like obviously found some, Yeah, but no, he's it's not just that. about you, Tom, right. we're going to play. So, Tom, have yeah. your three ideal dinner guests changed from Morrissey, Russell Brand <laughs> and Frank Skinner? I think oh, well. <laughs> two of them are being cancelled at the moment. So, I mean, ultimately, it sounds yeah. like I'm Frank Skinner. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely Frank Skinner. Still there. I love Frank Skinner. He's the best comedian that's ever done the job, I think. He's amazing. Like, yeah. And he's completely... He was full-on lad culture in the 90s, and now he's so like erudite and clever, and his radio yeah. shows, as good as any podcast that's out there. Um, Morrissey... It makes me sad because <laughs> I love Smith and I love Morrissey and everything that they stood for. And now Morrissey is just like an old racist. Um, I still enjoy the music now. now. I think you can disassociate from the music. Um, yeah, how old is Morrissey now? Because I think it starts, is it like a genetic thing that we all start mutating at the age of 60 into racism? But he, hates, he hates immigrants, but he lives in the States himself now. So I don't know. And um, most of his fan base is Mexican. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand where it comes from. He's 61. And yeah, is Russell Brand. I love Russell Brand as a stand-up as well. But yeah, there's been some um, dodgy stories come out about him. And he would probably be quite um, hard to get a word in with at a dinner party as well. I know, yeah. it'd be the same if it was at a feminist rally. He'd be telling us all whilst we're there. Um <laughs> Um, he's been he's been absolutely prolific recently with uh, the wet ass pussy video. Um, good for oh, you, Russell. Really, that, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing with with, with Morrissey is because of me being coming from an event background, I know a lot of people that have either worked with him in management, and I know of some of his very awkward um, demands that he had yeah. before his shows. Or I know that part like, word pardon. He's always been awkward and difficult, but. That was part of his yeah. charm. And now he's just yeah. And then to, to, to be um, either a truck driver or a stage builder or any anything part construction or logistics, to be halfway through a build and for him to have smelt a bacon sandwich three miles away and for him to pull the gig, you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. <laughs> someone sort of backs you away from it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like a vegetarian, stroke vegan. No, because you can't get away from meat products. You can't just insist that, uh, you no. know, meat products desist, which is not a euphemism, given our previous discussion. Um, <laughs> How did Morrissey be a vegan that turned into a gammon? Very <laughs> <laughs> no funny, Harry, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's always he's awesome. a gammon, though. He's like the love, the love child. That's not the right word, is it? <laughs> the, the Daily Mail. He's like proper Daily Mail reader. Who would well, hate I him think... They would have hated him in the eighties. Yeah, maybe he's hide. Maybe he's always been like that, but they, he's managed to hide it because he kind of knew, like his management were like, for God's sake, Morrissey, you're not allowed to say those things. <laughs> yeah, we we need to yeah, sell records. I, I think, you know how they say, you know, like um, all, all these big scandals and, you know, like, for example, you get like a, an MP 
who goes on a dating app and sends a, a picture of themselves in a saucy and provocative way. That gets sold to the papers and they are immediately asked to leave their position because apparently that means that he doesn't know how to deal with uh, affairs of the state or, you know, anything like that. And, and it's worked out the same way with finding out a lot about your stars because there is more communication. Like in the olden days, in Victorian days, they were still knobheads. Um, but people just didn't know about it. It was all behind closed yeah. door. And and it sort of, you, you see all these stars come up and you find out things about them and you're thinking, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then it's one person that you're like, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. I only just found out recently that Joss Whedon is a misogynist. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Not Firefly. Not Firefly. Not someone I like. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame. <laughs> but some people would say that you can, you know, why should you, just because the artist is an Albert, I mean, you know, Dylan yeah. Thomas was a massive alcoholic, used to beat up his wife, she used to beat him up back, so I can't, fair's fair, whatever, but does that make him any less of an artist? No, I I'm happy him because I love Woody Allen and he's very seriously dodgy. So I, can't, I haven't been able to watch a decent Woody Allen. For, uh, well, there aren't any decent Woody Allen films. He's totally lost it. But <laughs> yeah. Annie Hall is like one of my favourite films. I can't watch it anymore. But we should be able to separate the artist from the um, heinous. Maybe, I mean, you know, Woody Allen's never been charged with anything either. So it's just... But then I tend to believe the person who's going, he did do it. So, uh, I don't know. What do you think, guys? <laughs> and, and can we go on to something more fun before we finish? Yeah, hang on. Can I just ask, Tom, have you lost anybody in 2020? <laughs> We've all survived Corona, don't worry. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> I've only um, lost heroes. Yeah. I'm very aware that we are coming up to the end of the uh, the section where we have you on, but we can't let you off the show without a certain number of things being done. So first of all, I would like to ask whether or not you happened to have a suggestion for another vi um, Ooh, yeah. guest. <laughs> um, is, there, is there anybody you like or hate enough to put them forward for this show? As it might be a good good mix. Um, Sandy Smith, I think would be very oh, good. Yes, right, brilliant. She's amazing. Yes, Sandy um, and Andrew White would be good. Andrew, ooh, ooh. yes. There we go. Right, right, the guys on the chat, will you stop discussing Rolf Harris whilst we interview our guests? Come back into the room, boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other thing is, so um, all our viewers can, and listeners can find out more about you. Do you have a particular social media that you prefer? For example, are you prolific more on Insta, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook? Do you have a website you'd like to push? Oh, Tom's constantly I... taking photos of his food on Instagram. <laughs> I had so many pies in lockdown. I put on so much weight. I can't <laughs> be two to three stone, and I'm now in the process of losing it. Um, Instagram I've got, but I don't really use. Twitter I use most, Same but here. since the comedy dried up, it's now more a Gareth Bale stan account. <laughs> um, he oh, is yeah. one hot man. There's no wonder everyone I mean, loves Gareth. And he's uh, well. Yes, he's great. I love him. 
Um, yeah, at Tom Glover Comedy on Twitter, at Tom Glover Comedy. That's probably where I put most of my new jokes when I think of them. But there will be a lot of posts about football as well. Right. Okay. I think we can manage football posts if we get to follow you, Tom. That's cool. One day we will figure out where you what's happening with you. That's awesome. Ah, oh, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really oh, appreciate it. It's and nice. uh, Luke Honorati recommended, so feel free to send him a, a harsh email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. Great, thank you. See you soon. Yeah, see you soon, Tom. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye Thanks, Tom. Oh. I, and I didn't go to Devonian. There could have been so many different things I was going to ask him. <laughs> uh, you could have. He was very happy to yeah. see him. It's okay. Maybe I'll slide into time. his DMs now. Now, I've, now he's sort of like, I've seen him, even if it's like ones and zeros, it's still kind of face to face. I can start, I can start messaging him now. Um, yeah, what a lovely, what a lovely guy. I mean, you and I have both said in our stand up how fucking grateful we are not to have kids in this unprecedented time. Um, yes. Yeah. Four kids. No. All no. under five or five and just under. No. Jesus Christ. No. No. Woo. No. What, what Literally. <laughs> to get away from yeah. the kids. Get out of the house. Wow. Well, yes. And I did ask, I always ask all our guests before they come on, is there anything you would like to talk about? Anything you want to stay away from? He's like, no, I'll talk about anything. Great. So, uh, and it, our chats, are, we don't, we don't, plan beforehand what we're going to talk about they just come out see so. i know this sounds strange but i would rather discuss the me too movement and sexual mm-hmm. harassment or the lacking of bookings for for women and um uh, diverse acts or non-white male acts i suppose that's the way you put it uh, i would rather discuss that with the male guests than the females the female guests are already aware of prejudice or um, um safety issues or harassment but it's the, it's the male comedians that need to be asked about it. What would you do in this situation? How have you dealt with this situation? I mean, I think I think he dealt with all our questions very well. I mean, I don't think we went as far as, like, on behalf of your people, Tom, what the fuck's going on? Boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking it, but I didn't say it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think... I just imagine, imagine if we were going on somewhere and they're like, so how are you doing this then? You know, it'd be like, oh, I know I'd be a bit like, oh shit, I don't know. Oh, I haven't thought yeah, about if it. a man mm-hmm. wanted to do that to a woman on a fucking comedy show, he bloody would. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. And everybody would say, well, if she can't handle a question, she shouldn't be in the industry. So fuck it. <laughs> um, you know, that's what happens okay. on, all, on the comedy forums. If you dare ask a question... Your first thing is, why are you asking the question? You're obviously not suited for comedy. I think he did. I, I, I would love to have known as well. I, and and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. But are any of the children that he's got, are they female? Because that, you find, affects people's mm-hmm. There's arguments against saying, what if that happened to your sister or your mother or your aunt? Because they're saying, why do you need to know the female victim of harassment for you to give a fuck? True. And I think a lot of men, once they start having girls, that's when they start going, oh, bloody hell, they're being all aware of, because they want to protect them. Yeah. You know, as a parent, any parent wants to protect their kids, you know. 
But, oh, we're getting very, very deep tonight, Lucy. Well, I thought, you know, I, I only had the one gin, so I didn't start going, and another thing. I'm about to crack open the passion fruit martini. I'm just pouring myself another gin. Guys, get involved in the chat if you're drinking. Uh, obviously, responsibly. Um, yes. Although, what's that joke? I don't drink to be responsible. Uh, is that quite sweet? It's very sweet. But apparently, it is made with natural colours and flavours. So, nice to know it's all natural. But the ingredients, uh, it says no artificial flavours or colours. But I can't, I'm trying to, I'm struggling to, can you see I'm like, I'm doing the old person's like trying to yeah. see. I can't see the ingredients. Combination drink. I've got to look this Amanda Byron up because Ian's a big fan, Hugh's a big fan. You know. She is amazing. She's all the bants from Ireland. I've got to say, she's got a bit of a, a mole on her face, and I did always get a bit distracted because it's right on it. And she used to be on the Big Breakfast as well. <laughs> poodle hats on the mint choc options. Are you on a diet, Poodle Hat? Are you doing Slimming World? <laughs> they all drink options, don't they? And they and went, for viewers and listeners that are not from the UK, that's mm. a hot chocolate drink that's low in calories. Uh, Rainy from me saying mint chocolate. No, mint choc options. Are you mm. are you on the diet? That's not something that people would know if they were from outside of these aisles. So, Nis, stick that. Right. I, I don't want to assume our, our audience are idiots, but you crack on. <laughs> hey, for our Nigerian listener who is listening and learning Aww. English... What if one day somebody offers him a mint choc option and he turns it down and offends somebody? You know, it's... I'm like, not a diet. <laughs> exactly. He's the last thing I need to diet. I've just come all the way from Nigeria. Right. Amanda Byram. I'm looking her up now. Oh, okay. She used to go out with Patrick Keelty and they were a thing for years and years and years. Like, they were going out with each other for like seven years and then she got dumped. And he then met and married Kat Dealey. Can you well, imagine? I think they were engaged as well. Uh, well, Kat Dealey and Patrick have been married now for almost 10 years and they've got two kids. Um, but they knew each other from the very beginning of their their careers, but they were just BFFs. They were in the friend zone. Um, BFF. BFF. It's a really lovely stuff about how they got together. But Patrick Kilty, I mean, talk about punching a butt. He's gone two for two there. Well, yeah, but I was. I mean, he did that as well. I mean, Jesus. I bet there was crossover. I bet there was crossover. There always is. <laughs> Not that, that I'm. The palm of Isla Cyrus is making her. Harry Ray says he needs another coffee because, quite frankly, who else is going to stay up for the next eight hours watching YouTube? We, we read your posts. Yeah. Ian is saying. It's a treat after six months of water and tea and a little alcohol. I'm sort of on a diet, but just eating um, regularly eating healthy. Yeah, well, everything in moderation, love, including moderation. I can't do moderation. I have to tell myself none today. Although I had cake today because of my mum's birthday. Yeah, oh, well, it tastes different. Mm. Well, right. we didn't. Well, anyway, sorry. I was <laughs> going to say we need to move on to the third section of our show. Which we haven't even mentioned yet. No. 
Um, oh, uh, Lucy, uh, Ray's pod, did you buy Misfit Toys? And if so, was it, was it any good? Yes, um, it's a really great show. Um, it's another product from Joe Pit Life. So it's one of our, one of our pins. Can I just say, last week was, a, we were a bit shocked, weren't we? We were like, bloody hell, because I don't know how Facebook works, but it showed that we had like 48,000 views. Which, and I know Facebook show a view as being three seconds or more, so you probably scroll past 40,000, 48,000 eyes, and then people are like, I don't know. Who knows? We could have had 48,000 people come back and watch us. Who knows? Which was like, oh my God, that's amazing. But we did have a lot of audience uh, members last week. Mm -hmm. Why have I waffled on about this now? I don't know, love. I think it's the Palm of Islets. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely had a point. Did oh, you? Yeah, that was my point. Right, right, right. So as I was looking to see, like, oh, you know, because when it was like forty-six thousand, I was like, oh, I went back a couple of days to see what's what's the uh, what's the viewage like now. And you having to go past all the other shows. There's loads of really good shows on Joke Pet, uh, connecting comedy. So uh-huh. check it out. And also, I was checking out the competition to go. Ooh, is anyone better than us? Of course they're not. We're amazeballs. Yeah. There's loads of really good stuff on there. There's like D Maxwell. There's uh, ooh, the other tarot. one. Yeah, tarot card readings, Quizzically Challenge. Yes. There's Misfit Toys. Um, it, there's something for everything. And there's also the Weekly Bazaar and the oh, Lucy yeah. Show. Yeah. Um, and Big World Small Talk. So, you know, I mean, obviously, Hugh and Ray um, are aware of that because I've got to the point where. Um, I, I won't do a show without them. Uh, <laughs> I want to do a show, but I'm scared. I was I, I don't know what to do about, and I don't think I could make talking about my hair last for two hours. Although... Well, I mean, the Lucy show is an hour, All right. but what I do is I have little sections. Yes. So I make it more like the one show. Right. Oh. Um, so, you know, I do things like the village update where I talk about my local area and then I move on to stuff from my room, which is, I know it sounds really stupid, but it's an anecdote improv thing where I find something from my room and then I, 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 I tell a story. There is a reason why I bring it to the table. Um, uh, yeah, okay, and also for those of you like frenzy comedy, um, uh, fans of Kyle Davis, Heinrich Newham, and um, Anna Little, there's so many comedians like Half Eight Tonight, um, Frenzy's gonna be on, but Half Eight Tonight, I'm gonna be talking to Sarah. Um, yeah, it's it's, um, there's so much online comedy and entertainment. I, if it's the one good thing that's come from this horrible, horrible time. I, I think that's, I think it's, it's, it should stay. Um, but, uh, you know, even down to me doing truck stop review or I do a little quiz section, you know, there's there's so much you can do. What would you what would you sort of want to do, say, if you had, you could do... This is where you, I get stuck. You could you try know. and do cooking. You could try do cooking. I could try and do cooking. <laughs> Let me see my kitchen. It's minging. Um, yeah, I could talk about being vegetarian, I suppose. Oh, and my diet, whole food plant-based diet. I've lost 21 pounds so far. Wow. I know, no one wants to hear it. It's like, 
really you know i don't know i mean i watch all that youtube shit but they're all these floaty women on youtube who look amazing going i've lost 70 pounds it's very aspirational i'm like i missed that say it again woman i said it's because they're eating all that fucking mindfulness <laughs> because they've been eating properly for days uh, for weeks oh thanks harry ray it is amazing but uh 21 pounds but i have to say that to be fair seven or eight of those pounds were put on after lockdown <laughs> and my face was going like that and being on zoom calls all the time i was like i've got to lose weight i'm a heart attack waiting to happen so you know i i mean i shouldn't be uh, can i just say as well sorry i'm being a little bit all over the show they call that natural colors it looks like we i would recommend that these people put some fucking colors in there to make it look a bit more palatable than old person's we can you i just say that we well please drink more water and possibly seek the toilet seek the uh, doctors yes that's that's dehydrated yeah that color there yeah, so maybe I'll think, I mean, give us some suggestions, guys. If you give me some suggestions, maybe I will do a show of my own. And I can do songs as long as I use, like, three chords that that are like this, that are just... Hang on a minute. No, I, you know, I can do some songs, but I can't, you know. Can you hear that? Yeah. I can do that for 10 minutes. Oh, and I'd love, oh, do you know what I'd love to do? I'd love, guys, I'd love people to give me their problems that I can sort out on air. That would be amazing. I'd love to do that. Well, there you go. It looks like we're, sound, we're, we're working out a format. Here's Richmond's comedy counselling hour. Yeah, there we are. So we need to push forward with the review. <laughs> yes. Next, next item on the agenda. Tick. Yes, next item on the agenda. So, um, mm -hmm. let me just put, um, get the button ready. So, um, everybody, this week's review is on the British eighties comedy sitcom Girls on Top. This is an authentic silver fox fur coat. It is practically extinct. Guarded with your life. A very nasty, pungent smell coming from the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> that'll be me. I'm cooking my henna. Coming through. Oh, she looked fabulous, man. Jennifer, that is facial rape. <laughs> I cannot believe this pornography is going on in my own home. So exactly where is it we're going, Candy? <laughs> we are going to a very private club where a lot of high-class gentlemen will ask you to dance. So, remember what I taught you. Come here, babe. We go... Step, step, shake, shake, boogie round, shimmy. Give us a shimmy. Come with your head with your boobies, though. Shimmy. Jennifer, Jennifer. Into my office, please. Uh-oh. What you have on your face, Jennifer, is man bait, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes, it is. As your guardian, and as a much more experienced woman, I feel it is my duty to warn you about the potential dangers of tonight. I refer, of course, to M-E-N. They're different to us, Jennifer. They have different values, different customs, and, well, let's face it, different parts of the body. 
Oh, man, you're talking about man. Yes, yes. You mean, man. I'm referring, Jennifer, to the dangly bits like this. If you see anything like this tonight, don't touch it. Okay? something, Jennifer. And if you see anything that even vaguely resembles this tonight, call the police immediately, okay? And then wear these braces with your tights. Well, I mean, just to save the worry, I could stay in tonight, I was thinking. Great, then she'll stay in tonight and every night of the week going to bed here on this sofa at 8.30. Oh, no. Yes, yes, I've thought about it, She's so miserable. <laughs> Why? What's going on there? And I think at the time, 
Um, I think, yeah, you were right. Everybody was comparing it to the young ones. They were, the, the papers were probably selling it as, oh, it's the female version of the young ones. And it's absolutely mm. not. Women can be just as minging as blokes. You know, we both know yeah. that. And they didn't seem, you know, the the stu- you know the set was lovely compared to the young ones, wasn't it? It was clean. <laughs> you know, they didn't seem... And it was an awful lot. Obviously, it was all set in the flat and everything. I don't know. So, but then the third episode, half half of the third episode, is definitely more laughs. They probably just got better as they went along, and you can really see the star of French and Saunders on on screen presence. And you can see they seem to have an, they were really good together. Their scenes together. But I I don't know. I wonder if Dawn French was kind of miscast in that role because she she just was mis- She didn't seem like her fun self she was forced to play this really dour character and it didn't quite hit it for me you know so there were definitely laughs in it well worth watching um i don't know if i've got anything else um and i think yeah i think that's it really yeah that's my my review i didn't like it you didn't at all i I don't know. I, I I liked it more as I watched it, but that yeah. first episode, Jesus Christ! Um, yeah. I mean, from what I, I mean, I didn't take notes. Otherwise, it would have just been women scream for half hour. They were screeching yeah. over each other to get their lines in. Yeah. I did have. Um, I did watch an interview with French and Saunders and Wax. Right. Uh, because apparently what they used to do is you would do a show, comedy show, then you'd bring out a book for Christmas. Nothing's changed. Right. And the girls really wanted to make clear that instead of just printing the scripts and binding it into a book to set to give out as a Christmas annual, um, yeah. they actually were writing stories as first people in the characters and they were really going with character development for this book. Um and I just watched episode one and I thought, who the fuck would buy that shit? Um, yeah. I could see they had a good idea, um, but I don't want I, I mean, you know my opinion on Ben, ben Elton. He was the script editor on this oh, show. Right. He was also the creator of the young ones. And I worry how much influence they gave him and how yeah. much he had. Yeah. Um, I can see that there was almost one for one on the characters of the young ones. Mm. Jennifer is the Nigel Planer and da 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 da. And it was the screeching. It wasn't Mm. until I got, I watched the first four episodes. I maybe I will go on with the others and see if they settle the fuck down. But when it came, yeah, but when, if we had been watching this when it came out live, Mm. as as women of our age now, I we would have been impressed for how groundbreaking it was because there wasn't. But what they said in the interview is how the the, the people, I don't know, men in suits, didn't want them to use all these different words because they were sort of lady words. And they were like, no, it's okay, women use these words all the time. But because, of course, you're talking to men in suits. Yeah. So, room full of ashtrays um it would have been very difficult to get what so to the thing that they had have to have ben elton as their script editor in order to get through anything yeah um, 
I, I found to, to I, I started warming to the characters the more I saw them, except for Ullman. I never liked Ullman's character. I find that stereotyping women to be that kind of thing is so detrimental to women's PR. But women like that exist. They and do I exist. Her because that's relatable. Like, I see women like that more, you know, whereas Dawn's character... That's almost like Millie Tant from Viz. That person, I wouldn't want to be friends with that person. I wouldn't want to spend half an hour with that person. I'm, I'm a bit been, worried I am that person, actually. I've been, but, I've been friends with more of Dawn French's characters than Tracy Ullman's. Oh, yeah. The, the, but, just like down to the down to the fact, even on the first episode, she was making a fake allegation of having a disease that meant she, you know, she was sort of. Using fake like No, I'm not denying that women like that exist. I'm just saying it was almost like she was written as an anti-hero. Right. Um, and, then, and what I didn't like about it is that they were all... She was seen as like, oh, God, they're trying to get rid of her. And they were quite, trying to be quite mean about her. And like, oh, God, apparently she's this, that, and the other. And I'm like, well, that's not very pro-women either. I would say that's more anti-women than having a yeah. character who's a bit of a dolly bird. Yeah, I, I just felt that so much of it was anti-women. Mm, I couldn't yeah. quite understand how three women could have written such an anti-women script. Mm. Because go back to the Golden Girls. You got four women. Yes. Every single one of them was self-deprecating. Yeah. Every single character was written to attack the others. Blanche was seen as a slag. Um, Rose was seen as dumb. Uh, mm. Bo was a heartless, tall freak or whatever, and then Sophia—well, Sophia was Sophia—but so. they all were—they were all ribbed by their comedy counterparts, and they were all flawed, and they were all self-deprecating. But there was just—it went further with this. It wasn't as though they weren't real characters, were they? No, no. They they'd made mm. the characters, but they hadn't developed them. Mm. They were like a bunch of series of sketches as well. Yeah, a skit. Mm. It was like like for the second episode, um, Ruby Wax is the one that's paying all the way all the rent. Mm. Tracy Ullman wants to be a freeloader, so she manages to get a guy who makes home movies to come mm. to the house to convince Ruby Wax to let her stay. So she she, she convinces a guy to come round with basically a porn director um, and hilarity in ensues. But it was to try and make out that four women would have got to the point where a man is standing in front of them naked and they wouldn't have worked out exactly what it was because Ruby Wax was too self-involved to ask. Jennifer mm. Saunders is too stupid to know. Almond mm -hmm. didn't realise. She thought he was just into movies. It, mm -hmm. it, the, the characters of the, were this deep. Yeah. I don't think they were that deep. No. <laughs> they were paper thin. And, and I just don't understand women writing those characters, even in those times. Yeah. Was it better to have something on TV than nothing, do you think? Because, like, Ray makes the point, but without Girls on Top, would we have had Smack the Pony? And I think, yeah, we would have. <laughs> yeah, we would have. But without Girls on Top, would we have had the Ladette show? That's more of a question. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um, 
You've got to start somewhere, I guess. I just, I mean, first of all, it's depressing how few examples we've got to fucking think of. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, what was the time difference between Girls on Top and Smart the Pony? It feels um, like 20 years, but it was probably only about five. Maybe yeah. ten. So, uh, Girls on Top was 84 to 86. Right. Right, Smack the Pony, 99 to 2003. So, we went from oh, 86 right. to 99. 13 years. Yeah. Look at my lightning fast math. Look at that. <laughs> um, so, we've got the comedy. Uh, I, I didn't mind it. It was comedy. It was BBC Two, something and Watson. Um... Uh, duo Watson and Oliver, I really oh, enjoyed. Yeah, um, Watson, I think Watson, which I think if Watson was the one with the brown hair who went on to play the clone, uh, the alien clone in Doctor Who that looks after the okay, anyway, anyway, she does become a very important character, like guarding the earth, important character, uh, recurring role as well, which is very rare for Doctor Who. Um, but I, I enjoyed Watson and Oliver, right? That was 2012 to 2013. Mm. The fucking gaps. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. We, said, like we said to um, to Tom, a woman's night is called a lady's night. A male yeah. night is called a night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not called anything. It's just, oh, you're going to call me... Yeah. You know, so we'd, we'd all female lineup. You wouldn't say all male lineup. Well, I would. These days. Yeah, we would. But, oh, I don't know. I wanted to really, really yeah. like it. I, I thought this is something that would have been too old for me to have understood. Because in 84 and 86, I won't tell you how old I was, but guess what, guys? I was young. Yeah, um, I was 11 in 84, so... Oh, that's not too bad. So, I, 84, I was three. Right, so, yeah, I, wasn't really watching watching a lot of, I wasn't watching a lot of sitcoms. Um, <laughs> and you were watching... If you were watching them, it was the two Ronnies, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> More common wise. It would have been an all-male lineup, eh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm quite misogynistic to begin with in my viewing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bear in mind, I would occasionally do Russ Abbott, and that had Bella Emberg. So, I mean, I wasn't a complete. Even the carry on film had a lot of women in it. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. I can't watch anything with that fucking Hattie Jakeson anymore. Um, I know. I know this is a complete sidebar, but Hattie Jakes used to be married to Jean Le Mezio. I can't say it. Somebody correct me. Tetchy. Yes. So, um, right. I thought she was single her whole life. So did so did uh, so did her pants. Um, Arthur, Dad's army. Um, yeah. So, come on. I'm trying to think. How do you say it, Captain Manro? There we go. I John. What he's trying to do. Right. So, he, so Hattie, Hattie, Hattie Jakes was married to John Lemessurier. Lemessurier. I can't say it, Mum. She used to shag everything and anything. She'd have it brought on set. Fair so if she wasn't on set, she'd be in a trailer fucking something. And then she um, had a couple of kids with him. They were the go-to Hollywood, you know, the UK 
Brad and Angelina. Um, and then she had her lover in the attic. <laughs> that says a lot about Britain, doesn't it? So she had her lover in the attic, but then preferred her lover, moved John to the attic where he lived basically in a tiny small room whilst the lover sat at the head of the table and she just pushed him out but they, he didn't want to leave his kids and he didn't want the press to get hold of it either because of the fame and he sat upstairs having sad meals for one as his wife cuckolded him to his face downstairs i cannot watch that which if you get to watch the biopic with ruth jones do but i only made it halfway before throwing something at the tv and turning it off Ugh. I did see it, but it didn't stick in my brain. The other Ugh. question for you, do you think John LeMessurier was probably gay then? I don't think so. No, I think he was a gentleman. And even if he was, even if she was his beard, you haven't got to be a prick. <laughs> yeah. Now I do. That is a question for another day. Hugh. I know. I'm just thinking. That's this a is a very good question. Stop getting ahead of yourself. That's a very good. One of us write that down. Sarah, write that down. You've always got the. Point. I'm writing it. I'm writing yeah. it. Because I've got it in my mind. Because it's my turn to choose. So I've got yeah. in my mind what I'd like to choose. But that is a very, very good one. Right. Just find us for the podcast. I'm saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. But yeah, I wanted. I wanted. I really wanted to watch it and enjoy it. Because it yeah. was heartbreaking. And I just felt that even though I, how much influence and mandatory yeah. changes must those women had to have made. Because that could not have been the product they planned in the first place. Yeah. I wonder if it was a case of better to have something on there, better to, you know, than nothing. You know, if that's the compromise they've got to make... Because I, I have been involved. I, I started work on um, pitching a podcast idea to, I won't say which radio station, but a popular radio station. And you do have to make compromises. And that's if you want to get it commissioned. Yeah. And just and people that I've spoken to that do work for production companies, you might go with this amazing idea, but then you've got to tamper it down. And I wonder if it's not to stand back and go, oh, right, that you think. Oh, and does anyone remember? Does anyone remember before we had this global pandemic and these unprecedented times? Do you remember the orange adverts where they get like a black and white movie made about a book and they make it a colour CGI film about texting? You'd sit down. Would you? They'd sit down at the beginning, and you'd have like fake TV movie execs, mm. and they'd have a really famous actor, and go, I've brought, you, "I've brought you a book about love letters in the Second World War," and they're like, "Brilliant! Let's make it text messages." And he's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, it's yeah." God, you you remember so much stuff from ages ago. <laughs> Well, I'm getting ready for when I've got dementia. <laughs> <laughs> what, next week? <laughs> All right, my lovely. Would you like to know what my... I, I'm Just to finish off on that, I'm to, in total agreement. I think when it, whenever it's your suggestion, I'm trying to... I don't want to go in and go, it was terrible. I, I, I'm the same as you. I just wanted to love it. I wanted I, it. Want it, and you know what? I might, I might, as a, as I might make myself sit down and watch more no. of them to see if they got more control. 
well, that clip was so much funnier than any of the stuff that I saw in it. And I went well, to like that. That took that clip from episode four because I wanted to. I kept scrolling forward to get four of them in shot at the same time, and that yeah. one clip was funnier than episodes one, two, and three put together. Interesting. Maybe, maybe it's worth just doing the second series then and not bothering with the first at yeah, all. Yeah, what I'll do is I will. So expect a sync update. I will yeah. I will struggle on with it and I will let people know whether or not you should just get a rusty spoon and go for your eye sockets or, or what, you know, do they put it on the spoon <laughs> If you're gouging out your eyes, <laughs> do you want to give yourself blood poisoning as well? Uh <laughs> We're to that math suggestion now. Go for it. Okay, I'm very excited about this. Uh, this is a show that I discovered only last week. Uh, and I've probably given the game away already, if you look at certain bits of my social media. But the show I would like us to review for next time is called... It is written and directed by Diane Morgan, who plays Philomena Kunk. And it is bang up to date. It was released in July 2020 on BBC iPlayer. Each episode is 15 minutes. There's only six of them. You can do it in an hour and a half, the whole thing. And it's called Mandy. So that is the show I would like to review next time, is Mandy. Perfect. Perfect. Brilliant. Because um, I'm I trying started... not to give away how I feel about it. I, saw, I I think she is such an amazing actress. Do you like Do you like Afterlife? Uh, I still haven't seen the second series, but I love the first series. She is such no, a strong I, character in Afterlife. It's amazing, and it's on the iPlayer. You should be able to access it. Bosh it all if you're a UK viewer. Otherwise, get yourself a VPN, guys. <laughs> um, yes, brilliant. Motherland couldn't be further from what we've just sat through. Yes, that's what I was thinking. I was like, thank you. Yes, an absolute palate cleanser. Brilliant work. Yeah. Fab. So, everyone, watch that if you'd like to join in with the review next time. And I keep saying next time because... Do you want to... Do you want to let everyone know? We are having... We're having the first time... We're having an actual week off. Um, So... That we have um, chosen rather than exactly. I was going to say we've done this non-stop for how many weeks, but unfortunately we did have one one week off, um, which I think we were allowed. Which means mm-hmm. we are going to be back on the eighth of no first. August. We can't get on the first, can we? Hang on, what's next week? I've got my calendar. Oh no, you are right. I do beg your pardon. I was going on to say eight. so. Yeah, on the eighth. Two weeks today. Yeah, and that is Vix Layton. Yes, very much. We had just message to say she might not be able to do a full hour, but hey, I'm sure we can fill the rest of the time with our mouths. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll find Maybe it. Maybe I could do a mini episode of my new counselling show. Yeah, we'll get people to send in suggestions for uh, Ask Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> a bridge <laughs> over troubled waters. Oh, beautiful. Yes, uh-huh. there we are. That's the, the name of the show, Bridgman Over Troubled Water. <laughs> 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 Bridgman Over. 
supposed to be a man in there, isn't it? <laughs> I have to have a disclaimer. I am not a professional. Uh, I'm not involved. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel worse after taking my advice, it's not my fault. <laughs> take it. Oh, um, right, so we're back on the 8th with Vix and we're very excited. Um, so please, you know, feel free to do what you want for between the, between the hours of 6 and 8 next Thursday, but whatever it is, make it fucking temporary and don't get committed. No. Hey, treat no. yourself to a tiki walk. Eat some shit. Yeah, you can go outside, but you can't watch anything, and that goes for you as well, Ray. <laughs> yes, Ray, we can't lose you. Or Hugh. Or no, or Hugh. Or Poodle Hat. No, no, no. No, see, we've had no trolls. Twitter, Twitch has been very good to us this week. Zero trolls. Yeah, because they know I'm strong, I'm confident, I can do anything. <laughs> Ditto. Hashtag me too. Uh, it's, not, it's not meant to be used like that. <laughs> oh, Ray say no. Um, not the weather's like this. Harry Ray has mentioned there's a brilliant Canadian or female show called The Baroness Von Sketch Show. Ooh. That sounds interesting. Ooh. I'm going to look that up. Yes. And that is part of our, um, is that part of our colony? I don't know. What do we call it? What is it? What Canada's part of the what? Uh, Commonwealth. Um, colony. Commonwealth. <laughs> British colony. Oh, well, the one second my mother was walking past the door, I heard Commonwealth come through the door. What's the strangest thing you'd heckle during a gig? Commonwealth. <laughs> Hey, Lucy, what are you going to do in a week off next week? Oh, probably drink. Yeah. Or maybe talk to you without the camera on. <laughs> We'd be like, why aren't we just on? Why do we get to Yeah, so um, not a couple. Yeah, a couple, it's two, not a few. Um, Christine is great hearing. My mother is omnipotent. She is here, she is there, she's every fucking she is indeed. Very good way. Later when we watch this back. All right, love. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Really enjoyed tonight. Craig, um, Tom was such a great guest. Oh, good sport. Uh, Thanks, Tom. Clever. Can I yeah. just say as well, I am loving the banners. Love the banner colour. Matches my wall and also our new intro. Did you notice it was a new intro? Yes, I thought let's make the colours a bit more poppy. Yeah. It was poppy. Yeah. Um, it also looks like one of us is called Mandy. Uh, <laughs> oh, Mandy, Mandy. Oh, oh. Then, can, quickly. We, can we quickly? Like we're doing anything else tonight? Um, can we have a new song feature where we? This looks terrifying. Where we uh, listen to? Because your mum mentioned a song last week when we were offline. Oh, are you near Chris? No, now she's not. <laughs> oh, the Trans-Siberian. That's right. Um, oh, my God. Love I it. don't know how it works. I don't know how we'll it works. Next time. I, think oh, we're, I think reviewing is different to playing. If we, mm. I mean... I did my I did a I did my thesis on copyright in, in multimedia, but it was in 1999. Unfortunately, the Data Protection Act changed since from the DPA to the GDPR. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're like really out of date. No, can play a clip. Surely we can. Yeah, but they'd be paying to pay the clip using the, t- oh, yeah. the license fee. Whereas um, I think we are allowed to review it because we are 
talk How about if I just sing a bit of the song and see if anyone can guess what song I'm talking about? <laughs> you know what? I'll 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 buy us a cuppa. Um, yes. Um, if you sing. And there's fire going off everywhere. So if you want to avoid that, buy us a cuppa so we can afford to pay for whatever it needs to be paid. Enjoy your time um, at the kitchen sink. Um, Sarah talks to talk about stuff, and I'll put the link in the in the chat. So you do some work, do some um, mouth mouth words. Do mouth words. Yeah, so that song was um boom boom boom. Can you guess what this song is, guys? Let's let's have a practice of a new segment called Guess Guess That Tune. I'm sure that was a show in the seventies as well, Lucy Orchard. And it went boom boom. Actually, there's no there's no um words for that song. Do 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 do. do. And you have to do that with your hands when you're doing it. And you go smash things and go and it and it was in this um. Oh, there's a comedy <laughs> program I really like on Prime called Life in Pieces, and it was when it was on that. Guess the song! Oh, Ignatius already doing it. He's already doing Guess the Song. But Ignatius didn't invent that because that was also around that my family did at our last family quiz. Family quiz! Ignatius has a very small clip, and it's instrumental. Uh. And... This may be, now this is not me being a catty little judge meister, but when he had, I saw, I, I played the quiz at my friend's house one week, um, and he had a lovely girl play the piano, but there were certain notes that were yeah. wrong. Oh. Uh, was that of copyright in, interest? Mm, don't know. Because, unfortunately, I was I was around the house of a few two musicians, and they were playing the song, and I looked at their faces, they were like, oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I was having a jig and a lovely time. <laughs> and they were like, That's, that was wrong. That was wrong. <laughs> Musicians, what can you do, eh? Yes, oh, yeah. name that to you. A couple of them. I've dated a drummer. And I can quite clearly point out the Spinal Tap is correct. They should die. Oh. Um, and then I dated a bassist who some would argue, are they really in the band? Get in touch on 392. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm not getting involved in that argument. <laughs> they should have that T-shirt that goes, I'm a bassist, I'm with the band. And on the back it should say, are you? is a bassist and he is one hot guy yeah because he really plays the bass well when he does that radio presenting <laughs> he does he's in a band and he mentions that he plays the bass so yeah, but count. is he in a band because he's a famous white male no he's been in the band for donkey's years oh the biggest excuse for being in a band who shouldn't be two words Jeff Goldblum Oh God, yeah. He's 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 released his own album. Yeah, uh, that and that's called "When Execs Say Yes and They Shouldn't." Yeah. <laughs> execs on rogue. Now, yeah, Hugh Laurie is in a band, and that mama 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 man. 
uh, is not only a lovely person because our, my company used to do his um, do his haulage, and the drivers that worked with him said that he was just a spoonful of sugar. So lovely, but he's also rather and his songs are very, very good. <laughs> oh, should we get in touch with you? Right, let's make a list, everybody. Who should we yeah. get in touch with? All right, so we should get in touch. Are we doing a projection meeting on right on air? Yeah, right. So um, Frank Skinner. Yes, let's give him a shout. Is it a tweet? Kerry, and do we Kiri. have to invite Rachel? I like Rachel as well. She'd have... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Fairburn. Uh, right, so then we've got... Um, who do we just talk about then? Uh, Hugh Laurie. Yes. Fuck it. Hi. Stephen Fry. <laughs> I'd just like to say that Sandy Toxvid never got back in touch, but I have messaged her. And for some reason, I don't understand why uh, Ruth Maddox not been back in touch. Rude. Oh, and, and I think we can say this now. Um, uh, Carolyn Quentin didn't get, did, uh, couldn't do any of our oh. dates because she's now on Strictly Come Dancing. Can you imagine if she came? She could have come on. God, it's an, it's hard. We would, I would have accepted half an hour of her time. I would have accepted 10 minutes of her time. We could get more than one guest on in a week. We could have complete barely anybody and someone who everyone knows of or is aware of or could be yeah. aware of because they've been on telly. Come on, famous people. Get your fingers up your ass. <laughs> what else have you got to do? And Maxine Peake. Nah, you're right. <laughs> Even my mum did that face. But she was, <laughs> first of all, I started with Victoria Wood in my head. And I started firing it out. Started going, Anne Reed, bit too actory. <laughs> but I then, love Maxine Peake. She's amazing. She's who, so funny. Who was in the movie where it's the, is it Funny Cow? Is that Maxine Peake? That's Maxine Peake. Oh, in that case, no, she's not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. Uh, my mum's heckling in. She's back in the room. <laughs> Don't bother. Uh, I I thought it was going to be... I, yeah, we'll keep the movie review to another time, but I definitely... My ask, my expectations were here. You can't see... It was written by a bloke. Hand. It was written by a bloke. So well, there you go. Writing well be, about a woman. Act. Yeah. Do you know what? May as well have been Ben Elton the way I felt about it. <laughs> right. right. Let's, let's get Ben Elton on. <laughs> Write what you know. Can you imagine? Ben Elton. I like Ben Elton. I'd be thrilled to talk to Ben Elton. Can you imagine if Ben Elton never got in touch with What the fuck is your problem with me? <laughs> I'd say, talk to Lucy, Ben. I love you. I think you're amazing. I, I found We Will Rock You. Fascinating. <laughs> I really liked it, actually. Yes, he, co he wrote We Will Rock You. No, I know that because, you know, obviously he's gone from so Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pamela Stevenson. What about her? She's not dark, isn't she? No, inviting her on no. the fucking sink. Do you remember oh, the right. show? <laughs> yeah. Come on, one of them's got to say yes. Talk about an important and influential woman in the comedy scene. Well, she was groundbreaking to be in the nine o'clock news. Well, they had to have one. There were, what, eight men? They had to choose someone. Yeah, well, she was the Catherine Ryan of the 80s. <laughs> oh, 
thought she generally did that, and then she went off to be a therapist. Well, I liked her. I liked her as well, but I, I do not throw groundbreaking around very easily, Ms. Orchard. For our viewers, were you, were you watching? Because is that just straight gin? or Because that's the level of a mixer. Is that just straight gin or has that got a mixer in it? Because I'm going to... That's straight gin. i got to say as well, this was rank. I've drank most of it. I'm going to drink all of it. But it cause I'm trying to you have an off-licence and not being him. You go yeah, to garden furniture and bulk buy pillows. You don't go there for bloody cocktails. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it melts a Marcos. 
I love dinner party shows. That's yeah. why I love Alan Davis as yet untitled. I could inhale those shows. And the fact it's not on anymore. Well, that's one of my bucket lists fucked off unless he comes back. Come on, Jonathan Creek. We need you. I remember the episode of Movie Wags Me and she had James Fleet on. Mm. Who is out of well, I'll, I'll bring up I'll bring up his picture because it's easier. Right, so this is, you'll know the Vicar of Dibley and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And she said, oh, my God, you know, we used to be such good friends. We used to date, da da da, da. And he went, well, actually, um, I was in, completely in love with you when we dated, and I thought we were going to be together forever. And she went, what? And his little <laughs> face was like, oh, crushed. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. what? You better off without her, babes. No, she never did. I mean, I mean, her her character. I, I, I was it far from the tree? Was it acting? Um, <laughs> anyone act really? But Julia Roberts is bloody the same in everything. So is Angelina Jolie. Oh, I'm gonna go as far as saying Jennifer Saunders was acting. <laughs> girls on top due to the fact that she can't dye her own fucking shoelaces oh yeah. Jennifer isn't Dawn French fuck it let's ask them as well yes right. go on check it down yeah. right, are I'll we going to go through they their show well no we can ask them about it yeah I'm just wondering if we're going soon because I need a wee and yeah, we I didn't promise soon. everyone we would finish half an hour ago poor buggers <laughs> women lie get over it um, I went to the show Super because her girlfriend did the one who presents Nature Detection. Oh, is that her girlfriend? Oh, that's so lovely. Uh, did she... Anna Perkins was in front of of me. It, Anna Perkins? Anna Richardson, I think her name is. Anna Richardson. She was in front of me in the queue in Edinburgh, and I was like a bit starstruck because she's got amazing hair and she's tiny. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. I'm so glad we stayed for that story. That little anecdote. Aren't you glad? Right. I'm going to play the outros. Oh, uh, we're going to wave and then we're going to talk about you all. Right. Bye. Welcome to the kitchen sink. We will chat, we will make you think. You will not want to go to the loo. You could miss a lot if you have that poo. Stay and watch and join in.